citizens of the verse today is september 7th 2952 and welcome to another episode of citizen cast uh we try to be a weekly star citizen podcast here to discuss what's going on in the game and its development i'm your host way too geeky and i'm joined by our stalwart friend who records even when on the road mr seagard olfson yes coming to you it's from a- the outer rims of uh, the moons of Tennessee. There you go. There's the it, station it's good to be it's back. It's good to have you back. It's been it's been a journey. I uh, I apologize, everyone, for the way overdue episode. I actually had um, my my mother passed away while we were. Uh, well, you know, a few weeks back, and it's been a bit of a roller coaster. I've been in Connecticut for quite some time and finally came back a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and last week, we just sort of couldn't make it happen. But we're back now. Um, so we've got a lot to cover. Seaguard, have you been playing the game at all? A lot of people have been sort of in... Um, on and off. In so, a break. So what about yourself? Yeah, on and off. I did... Uh, I did play a little bit, but much, much less than I was previously. I uh, just ended up getting um, kind of getting away from it a little bit and setting up some. I got a little enthusiasm back into my flight sims uh, due to Hamar. Kind of oh, nice. a new, yeah. He just, you know, he said, "Stop worrying about doing everything right and just get in the airplane and fly and have fun." Uh, yeah, I, so I like you know you're right. I'm, it takes me an hour to get set up and make sure I got the right rate or the right rate of climb and. I haven't even left the terminal yet. It's like, yeah. it's like just take off from the <laughs> runway. Just forget it. Right? So I got a little enthusiastic and uh, reloaded my system. Did that. And then I did start coming in and playing. Um, and, and my, you know, the initial 17.2, I had very, very good luck. Um, it was running well. I did some, I don't know if we talked about this a month ago, but I, you know, I did some skimming through the outer stations. I did like uh, all the outer ring stations the micro i guess they were mm-hmm. yeah. Mikkel, like the new yeah the micro the new, uh, five and whatever's yeah yeah and uh you know i did some of the really really long distance jumps just to see you know how long that would take and um definitely i was definitely feeling kind of alone when i was out there kind of moving towards these outer stations especially as you come out of quantum now you got you know different places you can choose the asteroids um, mm-hmm. You can't always see the station right away, right? You kind of got to you know, peek through the dust clouds and eventually you see beacon lights and you're like, oh, okay, I got it. Uh, so, yeah, it definitely feels a little remote um, when I did that and I like that. Um, so, yeah, I did that and then I then I had a little bit of problems. I uh, started crashing and locking up, so I took a little more time off. And then just recently before I had a... I had a family emergency, obviously. Um, I had to go to Texas uh, this weekend. I was planning to go out and play pretty significantly, but ended up driving instead. So, yeah, so, yeah. That, that's okay. my, uh, my past couple days, a couple weeks. Alrighty. I, I've only played a little bit. I tried to do Jump Town, or I was checking Jump Town out and got killed by someone. Uh, so I stopped, but I've been barely playing. It's been tumultuous few weeks. <laughs> even now, I'm even though I'm back, <laughs> it's been different. Right. 
Yeah, I think we've crossed once or twice in the youth in the verse since since you came back. At best, yeah. It uh, it I'm I'm looking forward to some you know something happening soon, but yeah, you know I think three. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry, I cut you off. Oh, I was just saying three eighteens a while out probably. Yeah, um, I you know I. I, you know, it's funny because I've been following this patch, and yeah, there are some problems. There's no doubt about it. I've had some period, like um, you know, there's some you know dropping the desktops, but we've had far worse. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as you know, having a hundred people on a server, I think it actually performs better now than it did before with fifty. I am pleasantly surprised at the performance. Yes, this to is say the least. huge, huge. Um, Huge credits to those guys who have figured how they how everyone figured that out because uh, it is absolutely perfect for me. I mean, I really really enjoy it. Uh, you know, there's I'm not clipping through the elevators. I'm not doing any of that. You know, that nuisance stuff that was happening as we left the last patch. Um, yeah, and I thought that had been a pretty good patch, uh, but it started to act up a little near the end. So I, I do think it's very stable. Um, now, especially since they put in this last patch, um, and that has been my, my experience only, right? So I know other people have had terrible luck, but I have had yeah. very good performance. And, uh, I think the additional space stations have added a lot. Uh, I, yeah, I, I like this patch. I really do. I think, uh, if we were looking at a normal patch cycle coming up, um, our new release cycle coming up instead of an extended one, um, I I would be jumping with joy and going crazy. Yeah, and it's it's a good it's a good setup right now. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely. I mean, I still have some performance issues, but luckily Shadow has an upgrade coming where I can have some normal computer specs. Um, but uh, it it has been considering. It's been good. Um. Well, we have a lot to catch up on. I, for the most part, kept all of the content that we missed, at least from the uh, weekly shows, in. So, um, or at least one of them. Uh, so, so, let's talk a little bit. What I'll do is I'm going to do like a a uh, speed round through the different ISCs, and then we could talk about the things that interest us the most and all that fun stuff. Um, so for the many, many ISCs, um, we saw a look at the changes to the snake pit racetrack, as well as the, the go-kart racing that we're going to be seeing at the vision center, uh, which will be in 318. We also had an episode where we got a, uh, it was all vehicles in preparation for, um, the uh, ship showdown. We got a look at the gray box, gray box exterior of the Corsair. Um, we saw the ramp and the landing gear, the wing mechanics, as well as crew quarters. We got to see the SRV, uh, which now has an expanded cabin for better metrics. They reused a lot of materials and assets from the raft. They finally showed us. Uh, they showed us again the BMM, uh, the Bay New Merchantman, and this time they showed how. Uh, perspective really does make a difference. It didn't look like Jar Jar. The the front of the ship does come to a point. Um, it's not a flat mouth. 
Uh, they showed additional looks at salvage mechanics. We got a look at the Hammerhead's ship system pass. So they got they showed us sort of like um, some of the additions that they're making for the systems. And I think the best part was we got a quick look at their updated uh, UI card system, which uses building blocks. And it showed a number of work in progress uh, visuals and test visuals. We also saw an episode about changes to missions coming in 318. Uh, security post Korea is now actually going to be occupied by Crusader Security. Um, and it will be the only place you can clear your crime stat. Additionally, you'll be able to take it over and gain access to their contraband storage using a passcode found on one of the, the characters. So essentially, they're creating a persistent mini jump town. They also talked about expanding missions in prison, so you have more variety of ways to get out, including more escape routes, loot, missions, such as um, getting missions to kill dangerous prisoners. Another episode, we got to look at the new sand caves. They talked about adding caves later, including acid, overgrown, ice, and a revamp of rock, uh, a rocky cave of the existing rocky cave systems. And um, Todd Pappy talked about the guide system, which was not very. Um, there was nothing to really accompany it visually. And then last week, the entire episode was dedicated to a Q&A about persistent entity streaming, which is coming in 318. Uh, the whole goal is that assets will now persist, although there will be some cleanup routines because they don't know um, what kind of impact it'll be if everybody keeps leaving water bottles and such. They might be able to long-term create game loops to do cleanup instead of having a routine. Uh, it's a huge achievement, obviously, a precursor to... Um, server meshing uh it actually didn't have a huge effect on performance even though there was a player cap increase and um they did say that persistent entity streaming doesn't guarantee they won't have wipes in the future um, once that's done they'll be able to do a lot more work with server meshing and that's when we'll start to see those things come to fruition in the beginning of next year so that was all the ISC content from when, whence we've been gone, uh, or as long as we've been uh, we've been off air. Seacard, uh, anything in particular that you really enjoyed? What are your thoughts? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's all very cool uh, stuff, and I think we're going to learn more about it as we get closer down into three eighteen. Um. I'm, I'm. I mean, it's all very good, but I am still looking for some. Uh, I'm still looking for something to. Uh, basically, what we've seen so far is fundamentally the game hasn't changed. It's just gotten more expansive, right? Um, mm -hmm. And I think that's an area we haven't seen. Um, I guess a gameplay loop kind of activity, right? Bounty hunting yeah. is bounty hunting, right? It's, uh, uh, but, you know, and trade is trade, but right now the economy is broken. Um, salvage, you know, in my mind, it, it can't be much different than mining. I'm excited about salvage. Don't get me wrong. I'm very excited about salvage. Um, and I, I think that's going to be one I am looking forward to. But, uh, 
you know, like mining, you know, mining it, which is generally fairly popular and fairly productive. There's this gap right now. There's, there's, we know there's a wipe coming and there's a lot of people hesitant to go earn money. Yeah. Right. right? And the, so I'm looking for that gameplay loop that gives us an incentive to go and a, and a path to go earn money again and be organized and structured and competitive with each other. Uh, that's what I haven't seen. Uh, all the other stuff is very cool. Don't get me wrong. But that's kind of my, my thought on it. Is that Angels yeah. or what's your roommate? Oh, it's TV. <laughs> I sort of, I don't know what he, what he's watching. It does sound like the angels are involved, however. Yeah, wow, um, doing good or I just had a heart attack. I don't know which one. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I was hearing it back in your machine thinking, I'm like, is this the exact same thing that I'm hearing right now? Um, yeah, it's kind of interesting, you know. I um, I have to say... I think the the few things that I really liked, obviously anything about ships usually gets me kind of excited. Um, I am obviously super excited for persistent entity streaming and what its impact on the game will be more so, you know, long-term what we're going to see as like an after effect. I'm sure we'll be dealing with a lot of issues too. But then beyond that, um, the, that the new UI stuff was really, really nice. They showed a number of sort of like example UI things that could be really good. Um, so I'm excited to see what comes of that as well. Um, and then after that, we had a few Star Citizen lives, uh, only actually a handful, um, one of which was... Um, a game dev episode so they did a build of the uh, they essentially showed building a racetrack and then uh beyond that the last episode that we got to see uh it was really uh, from the vehicle team they answered a bunch of questions um in in the spirit of uh what can i think of the the uh ship contest um ship showdown so Um, they said essentially quite a few things, but, uh, new, oh, they talked about the fact that resource management tech and modularity will be coming and they're sort of in the like midterm right now. They talked about how long-term they want to decouple landing gear from say like different States, like the wing States on the, um, (coughs) on the Scorpius. The Expanse, which is the uh, refinery ship, for those who don't know, will widen gameplay, offer a lot more options for players uh, in terms of how they're going to make their money. Drones are planned, but they're in the longer term. They did say that they're required for Squadron 42, so hopefully they get started on soon. Uh, The Caterpillar doors will eventually be um, made to be the elevators that they're supposed to be, or the lifts. Yeah. That they're supposed to be. Um, a lot of the blockers for capital ships is really optimization, especially since some of the cap- capital ships could take an entire server uh, of people themselves. They also needed docking as well as player ATC 
in order to make capital ships um, work in game. Large ships are also other large ships are waiting on other systems to come online and they don't make sense without adding their corresponding game loops. Uh, the Atlas platform will eventually be able to share paint skins. The Starfarer is going to get a rework interior wise uh, long term. Interior customization will also be added down the road. Um, the ship naming system has been on, on hold just because of, they've been having that sizing and scaling issue. So be forewarned. It's, it's still on their minds. It's not a forgotten issue, but it's on hold for now. Uh, hundreds of, of the legacy ships are actually going to have an external lighting pass. Um, leg legacy ships also have some component difficulties. So as they're bringing them up to gold standard, you might see some modifications. Um, originally, for example, there was only radar. And then gameplay decided to add a scanner. So they split the spaces. Uh, but then it ended up being the case that they didn't, they went back to just radar. <laughs> so they used the split space for something else. Um, a lot of the top mounted docking ports are likely to be re relocated to uh, the sides of ships just to make the gravity shift easier for players. The whole sea is in final art. The Rangers blocked by, by uh, tech uh, or version two of wheel tech. So they've parked that for now. The 600i rework is looking great, and we'll see it this year. It won't be at CitizenCon, but it will likely be before the year's end. Uh, the Polaris, at least the look at it, not necessarily the release of it. The Polaris had a full um, reconcepting or concept pass that they went through. The Apollo is past their concept stage, but they took they uh, give the Corsair priority. The full retaliator we work rework we work <laughs> rework uh, pass is done. They pause at about ninety percent of the interior being done, and they did state that the crucible will one hundred percent need reconcepting. <laughs> so, uh, thoughts on Star Citizen Live? Um, always, I'm really excited about the whole sea and the cargo rework. Uh huh. Yeah, I definitely am. I mean, that's uh, to me, that's the. I mean, it is that's kind of the dream. Workhorse. Well, I, yeah, I mean, the whole D and E are really the dream, right? I mean, that's but uh, yeah. I think for in in solar system that would be, you know, that's a big ship that'd be moving stuff around in a solar system. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I don't think we're going to be moving much more than that in a solar yeah. system. Uh, I think the B's yeah. and the whole A and the whole B. The whole B in particular, I think, will be one of the big haulers. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah cargo factory and the whole. Um, I definitely am excited about that stuff. Um, yeah. And, uh, and, you know, the cargo factoring, for me, I hope it, it is impacting the inventory in the ships, right? We can use the the uh, storage lockers and things like that to, to put items in for the rest of the people to use and uh, like uh, shareable inventory. Uh, so I'm excited if, if that is going to be in there. So Yeah. Did I answer the question? Yeah, you definitely did. <laughs> Sorry. It was kind of, um, it was kind of a, <laughs> you had like a little lingering behind the scenes behavior or not behind the scenes, but a little lingering 
where I was like, are you done yet? And, yeah, and I realized, yeah. no. Or yes, rather, I, I should was, say. To be honest with you, I was really contemplating whether we're going to stay in this hotel tonight. <laughs> oh, really? How come? Oh, it's... it's uh, Questionable? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I probably stayed in better in a tent or oh, hell, not even a tent in Somalia. Now it's it's oh goodness it looks clear it looks relatively clean but yeah the, the sheets got some uh, they look a little funky so we'll see Ooh. yeah I'll probably be heading out <laughs> oh. the things I do for a podcast <laughs> oops some background noise there that's good yeah so uh, so what's your what's your big take on that yeah so gonna- I would say I mean I was really it's interesting. I actually got excited about hearing that player ATC is a blocker for cap ships because I was always wondering like if they were going to actually have that. Cause I'm thinking of like a bigger ship and like, that seems like it needs to be a role. <laughs> Someone who's going to open, give you permission to land. Um, and then like other things uh, that they talked about are exciting. It's just sort of like, Nothing too. Oh, I didn't even say that. Did I say the landing UI will be re-added at some point? I don't know if you did. That's not. Uh, that's I must, I, actually. I kind of like that in a way. Oh, I'm excited for the landing don't. UI. Yeah, I kind of like that. Um, yeah, for me, I that's, still don't know why they got rid of the old one. I. I I think there were some problems when you got into like hangers and stuff. Ship would try to spin around and get wedged. And, uh, now, if you're talking about the, you know, like the landings, you know, uh, approach patterns, right? You know, the angular column or mm-hmm. uh, those were pretty nice. I mean, uh, they they were good. They were kind of um, short, I guess. Right? They were they were. Yeah, they didn't seem to make a lot of sense to me. Like, the concept... Yeah. The concept made sense in my mind. They needed to be a little bit bigger or a little more forgiving, but... um, No, I'm referencing the UI that they had whenever you would put your landing gear down and all of a sudden it showed your ship and how high off the ground it was and where the landing pad was. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, that's... Yeah, the older one, yeah. Yeah, that's what they're they're I mean it'll be different than the old one, but that's what they're adding eventually down the road back in. Um this week, tomorrow, we'll see an ISC showing the next iteration of planetary settlements. My guess will be the derelict it'll be the derelict uh Mercury and six hundred I settlements okay. is my guess. That's my guess. Um and then Star Citizen Live will be what was supposed to be the last week. Um, but Jared was sick, so he couldn't really do a live show because he's, his voice was like, hi guys. Um, but it's the uh, Q and a with the narrative team. So good, a good week so far. Uh, now we are far along in the ship showdown. Um, well, not far along, but like farther along than, I want it to be when we recorded next. Um, we are, uh, I, I think one of the interesting things that folks should note if they haven't been paying attention is this year they categorized, they grouped ships into categories. 
So the first one was like this of the top 16 were the Redeemer, the Gladius, the Scorpius, and the Vanguard Warden. So essentially combat ships. Then next were your exploration ships, the 600i Explorer, the Terrapin, the Carrick, and the 400i. Uh, then you've got more, um, it's sort of like, um, I forgot what they called the category, but it's essentially a combination of cargo hauling and, um, you know, more generalist ship category. So in this category, it was the Cuddy Black, the Mercury Star Runner, the Freelancer Max, and the Raft. And then the other one, I can't remember what it was either, but it was sort of a catch-all um, where it has the Avenger Titan, the Eclipse, the C8X Pisces Expedition, and the Mule. So we're pretty much done with round one as of tomorrow at noon uh, Eastern. Uh, so the results from round one, the Redeemer beat out the Gladius. Uh, the Scorpius beat out the Vanguard Warden. The 600i Explorer beat out the Terrapin. The Carrick beat out the 400i. The uh, Mercury Star Runner uh, won against the Cuddy Black. The Raft beat the Freelancer Max. The Avenger Titan beat the Eclipse. And we have the Pisces and Mule going up against each other right now. But it looks like the Pisces is going to be victorious by a huge margin. We're talking 13,227 votes currently to 4,832. <clears throat> so that means in round two, starting tomorrow, the Redeemer and the Scorpius are going head to head. And then on Friday, the Carrick and Mercury Star Runner, or no, sorry, the Carrick and the 600i are going head to head. Um, so we'll see the Mercury Star Runner against the Raft, and then the Titan against very likely the uh, Pisces. So curiosity or curious, uh, Seaguard, um, one, who do you want to win out of the lineup? And were there any disappointments in that round one? Um, I picked the Redeemer, so no. Um, so Scorpius, I, I actually picked the Warden. Um, you know, technically the Warden has so much more ability than the Scorpius. Uh, range, it's not as fast, but it has more range, it has more fuel, it has bigger computers, scanners, and everything. That one I was, I expected it to lose, but um, I chose the one I did think was technically better. And I, I do yeah. think it end game i think it will be a better ship um the 600 i think is well deserving of beating the terrapin even though the terrapin is uh it's a it's a fun ship the 600 is pretty pretty nice on the inside and pretty capable all around uh, mm. that was um you know the carrick versus the 400i um Kind of a tough matchup for the 400i, right? I mean, um, yeah. But I, I do think they should have put it against the Terrapin. Yeah, or yeah, or yeah. I mean, that's the closest thing you have. Um, maybe against the Titan, that would have been a good one. Yeah, um, I think I think the 600i. While I still think the Carrick is going to beat it, would have been a better because it was funny when they said. 
when they were talking about it, they said the 400i was a direct competitor to the Carrick, and we were laughing about it in Discord earlier today. Like, really? The 600i is bigger and closer in size and closer in crew size. And, and yeah, it, it would have been a quality versus capability thing, right? I mean, it's... Uh, no. Yeah, this is... Yeah, that was a little bit of a, of a bad matchup. But uh, I, I have to admit, Carrick's, you know, very capable. So I'd say that was a, a good victory. I didn't vote on that one. Um, I, I was... Uh, actually, I did. I'm sorry. I did. I voted for the 600 and the Carrick. I didn't think I had. Um, and then the Cutlass Black and the Mercury. I thought that was a great matchup. Yeah. You know, Mercury, yeah, it's a capable ship and everything, and it is cool. It's got some stuff in it, but the, the old Cutlass Black, man, that thing is dependable, and it's it can do a lot of stuff, right? And uh, so I, it's um, a little of a mismatch, but not bad. It, it was okay. I have both. Um, I voted for the Mercury. I voted for the Mercury, too. Now, 400 now, I versus the Cutlass Black would have been a good match. That might have been a good... Yeah. Um, what about the raft versus uh, freelancer? I definitely yeah. did the raft. I definitely did the raft. I knew you did because you like yeah, it. Yeah, it has a uh, well. It's a it's a, a more recent release, number one, and it's a much more. Um, it has a commercial feel to it, right? An industrial feel yeah. to it. Definitely has a crew of two and room for two and lockers for two and weapons for two. Um, whereas the Freelancer Max is kind of like a Winnebago with a fat ass on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, right? It's it's efficient, but uh, is basically a bigger Freelancer. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but a lot of people do like that Freelancer Max. I I I think it's convenient, but I think there's other ships. I still don't too. understand the four crew. I think it's just starting from, you know, an original, one of the original concepts. That yeah. They expanded a family out of it. It's it's like one of the first families of vehicles. I mean, you had the, mm-hmm. you had the Connies, you had the, the freelancers, freelancers, and you had the Auroras <clears throat> up front, right? I guess in the 300, you had the 300i. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so and I'm a huge freelancer fan. Don't get me wrong; I I definitely like the Winnebago, the, the pickle Winnebago, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, uh, I like it as a cargo ship. I think it's fantastic. But uh, so I'm I'm glad the raft won there, but I can see either one of them could have won. Yeah. yeah, they're both really well liked ships. They are, and they're both very convenient. You know, one now, carries less, one less carries. Carries less cargo, but it's still a, a good chunk of cargo. Um, it's you know it's got potential gameplay in the form of lifting and dropping uh, the cargo pallets, you know, the cargo containers. Um, there also be got, less people to pay on board. Correct, and it has a docking collar in the front. Um, yeah, I think it's an interesting ship. I think it's, yeah. and it has yeah, a teddy bear to pick up and move. Yeah, I just love the crew quarters that on that ship too. They're really that's me too. That's me too. It's got like a cool interior. It seems like a fun hangout ship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could see you like drinking a space beer with your crewmate. Right, almost like you're going to hunt jaws. You know, like that the boat. Yeah, hey, yeah, exactly. Makes me think of that. 
Uh, how, how do you feel about the Avenger Titan versus the Eclipse? I definitely went with the Titan just because it's a more versatile ship. Titan, the mm-hmm. Eclipse is a cool ship, but you can't sleep in it. can't walk around in it. It's uh, yeah. kind of a solo ship. It's I, best um, solo, so. Uh, yeah, I voted the Eclipse purely on aesthetic, and I don't really care about either. How about you on the uh, Pisces versus the Mule? You know I got to go Pisces. I went Mule. Even though I know it's losing, I I do think it's a... Uh, I do like it. It's a cool little... I don't have one, but I'll buy it in-game. Like, yeah, I think it cool provides an interesting little capability. Right? Yeah. Uh, it does have, you know, it has car- a weapon space, and it has storage for, for handheld boxes, and it can pick up bigger crates. And, uh, I think it's pretty fun. Yeah. And it takes a lot of ships. Hmm. Um, now matchups coming up, uh, you know, quick draw Redeemer or Scorpius. I'm going to go with Redeemer. I'm still Redeemer. undecided. I'll probably go Redeemer. Redeemer uh, 600 I or Carrick. You know, I really do like the 600i. Uh, Carrick is just, it's the most capable ship, right? I mean, it's, um, I, 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 I'm going to go with 600i because I, I think it's right. got a, it's got a classy kind of look to it and it fits well together. I'm looking forward to seeing the rework. Um, well, you guys all know which one I'm voting for. Yeah, absolutely. It. This is your yeah. first time listening. Yeah, um, Carrick all the way, yeah. and if it gets to the next round, I'll get another skin for it. So that's cool too, because right. my favorite one is the last skin from uh, uh, that when when the Carrick one. Uh, I think yeah. it was twenty twenty two ago. Yeah, um, <clears throat> Mercury versus the Raft. You know, um, hmm. I am definitely partial to the raft, although I acknowledge the the Mercury is more capable ship. Um, I, I'm going to go raft. This one's tough for me. I think the raft is really cool, even though I don't own it, and I'm like kind of leaning that way. But I love me the Mercury Star Runner. I also own it. Um, I like the Crusader style. Actually, I, I also like Argos. Argo. I keep <clears throat> Argo's style. <laughs> Almost sounds like I'm saying Argyle. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a toss-up. I'll probably decide spur of the moment. And then Titan versus its likely competitor, the Pisces. That's that is a very tough one. Um, I'm I'm gonna have to say the Titan, but it is definitely a mini David and you know or David and mini Goliath. I mean, it is. Yeah, I'm gonna go Pisces, hoping they upgrade. <laughs> they yeah. give me the 
Pisces. Um, yeah. For um, me, a Pisces is almost like, you know, you know, it should really almost be like a, um, it should it really should be like a base starter ship. It shouldn't, I mean, it's, um, you know, it's most comparable to really a Mustang. Yeah. You can do box missions with it, but now you can do that with the Mustang Alpha. I mean, it's, it's you know, whereas the Titan is a much more capable ship, and it's not really a first-level starter. It's a, a starter plus. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think we were just talking about it. Uh, you may have stepped away when we were on the, on the Discord channel, but... You know, the Pisces next to something like uh, a close competition to would be the um, the core or the core, right? And I think the core is a much better ship. It's almost like a the Pisces is like a lifeboat. I don't, mm -hmm. right? I don't see it as a, um, as, a as a full fledged ship like an Aurora is, right? You're, yeah. I agree. But, it's, but it it it's is sort of a, it is it, it's a, it does well plays well does well has good use fits in everything. It's a shuttle. I mean, it's it's a very useful little ship, especially when paired with a Carrick or another ship. Yes. Um. Yeah, I love I love it because it's so compact, but fits cargo and two three people like. It's great. Um, what'd you say? Uh, I was thinking it would almost be to go. It would almost be good to see a very inexpensive version of it. You know, um, without guns, without missiles, without hard points, and you could buy it for maybe the price of a uh, in-game. You know, for the price of one of the uh, humble jeeps. You know, and it's yeah. just uh, it's got you know reasonably okay range but you're defenseless uh for all practical purposes and you're just going to make money doing missions yeah right? yeah i mean that would be interesting right. if you want the fully equipped one then you, you know you pay the higher price but the base stock one being very inexpensive with no weapons hard points or nothing it's literally a shuttle yeah yeah, I can see that happening. I almost see the weapons as useless anyway. Um, but who knows? One day it might save your life. Um, so now I think it was, yeah, it was last week we had a roadmap roundup. Um, so it was a pretty simple one. They, uh, wait, do I have more than one on here? No. I just don't have the right road map, the right roadmap roundup. Hang on one second. At least I don't think I do. I thought I did, but apparently not. Oh, yeah, this that was an old one. A few roadmap roundups ago, they essentially put the Anvil Centurion on it. Uh, the newest one from last week, uh, release few changes. The following cards been added to Alpha 318, 
and it's the Great Cat PTV racetrack that they're implementing at um, Orison uh, Vision Center on Crusader. So that's the only change to the roadmap so far. Uh, and that bring yeah, uh, that brings us to tips and tricks. We got a couple here, or quite a few actually, because didn't stop comment uh, commentary. Uh, let's see. So uh, Laws said, if you're flying solo in the verse and you want a turret hunter, just nip down to your local Redeemer wreck, commandeer a Cutlass Steel, clear out any unrequired crew members, enter the pilot seat, turn the ship off, and on again. Congrats, you now have your first NPC crew member. They will shoot at what you shoot at. Very nice. good tip, lovers. Absolutely. Seems like a lot, but seems fun. Noctis Actual said, Turn off your ships when landing on a station so they don't float when you summon them again from the terminal. And then he put a face palm. Uh, Mach 3 Generic said, And if they do, go back to the ASOP terminals, store the ship, remove the power plant through the vehicle loadout manager of your Moby Glass, retrieve ship again, turn off engines, store ship again, place power plant back, retrieve your now non-floating ship. <laughs> to which Mavro said, Honestly, I'd rather let my ship float. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then Mach 3 generic replied, haven't checked the new PTU patch notes yet. If it's not listed as fixed, guess I'll be making a new YouTube short. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Noctis Actual said, don't live in Orison. The elevator doors don't let you in the elevator from the apartments. I actually haven't had that problem. Oh, and then he came back with a workaround empty gear and local inventory and kill yourself and spawn oh. in the hospital. Oh. Good boy. <laughs> Another a little bit much uh, workaround. Canuck says, tip dollar for dollar and based on size and frequency, one of the best things to loot is the med guns. They sell everywhere, they take up little space, and they are found in the most common loot box. Next to that, helmets. Never mind armor. Just grab helmets and stuff and stuff them in your backpack. Oh, he said, never mind armor. I'm like, the the way I was... My cat just me out of me. Uh, the way I was reading it was, never mind armor, but it's don't mind armor. Sorry, I'm over-talking it. Uh, Drowes said, when mining... If you get a box mission, first you can use a box as a marker to come back and pick up the extra amount of cargo you couldn't carry. That's a good point. I think uh, we've done that before many a time. Yeah. But it's a good one to bring up again. Um, Are you losing my mind said, if you're wearing clothing instead of armor, you can fit a gun in your pocket. And it's a good thing, too, because I forgot my armor on the way to do a bunker mission last night. <laughs> I just picture him in, like, a T-shirt doing a bunker mission. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, running through in your shorts. So some good tips. Any Anything from you, Mr. Seaguard? Uh, no, I mean, those are all good tips. Um, 
what did I come up with? Um, no, not really. Not really. I, you know, I just didn't, I haven't played in the last couple of days and I can't really remember off the top of my head. I mean, I have one thing I did for science, but we're not there yet. So, Okay. Well, guess what? It's time for science. <laughs> so what you do for science? Say again? So what you do what? in the name of science? Yeah, so I did one. It was kind of, uh, you know, Badger and I were talking about this, um, or Cthulhu, depending on which name you want to use for him. But uh, we were talking about, can you drink with an open-faced helmet? Like uh, the ones with the kind of the goggle eyes. Um, oh, Right? Can you drink that way? They're open faced. You can't go out in space with them. So, <clears throat> and the answer is you cannot. Apparently, <laughs> you can shoot something at 200 yards, but you can't fit the bottle over the bottom of the, of the uh, mouth guard. So, you cannot. Oh, oh, well, it's good to know. Should be able to. Hopefully, they'll in the future correct that because I'm yes. imagining that would be a good benefit for helmets that like open up um so we had a few submissions too across the entire month of august um yep. lars said for science if you want to avoid the steering over ride while flying into siege of Orison, you could just turn off your engines and continue your descent unfortunately you still hit an invisible ship exploding barrier not long after you continue frowny face um, Droez said, if you can't get in an elevator, so let's hang where you spawn in. If your friend is near and they bring the elevator to your floor slash hangar, you will then be able to get into the elevator. I never even thought of that. So that is a way you essentially have a caller. Um, Noctis actual said i dare not challenge the great sea guard but felt really good about this fleet of mine i only wish the polaris and perseus get released soon um i haven't seen what was the uh what's the fleet i know i the picture didn't paste hang on i'll, yeah. I'll pop into the old discord i can assure you i am very underwhelming <laughs> ah. Oh, he means in sheer fleet size. So it oh. looks like whole C, Polaris, a Perseus, Caterpillar, Carrick, Odyssey, Star Runner. One of the one of the um, Connie versions with the standard front not the rounded so it's it's not the exploration of valkyrie apollo uh cutty black vulture one of the um one of the crusader either ion or uh the other one um does sound like a good terra terrapin we got a prospector one in the 300i series. I don't know which one because I don't know by the color. A saber. One of the hornets. Looks like a F7 
No, F8. F8 Lightning. Okay, good. Yeah, he's probably got the... Uh, for Looks getting like up into Avenger. Then we've got a Nova Tank. We've got an Ursa. Looks like a Cyclone RT. A Rock, a Mule, and the Gladius Pirate. That was his fleet. And he used that with the old fleet viewer, I believe. But if you look now, just shout out to Grim. I forgot to include this in the notes, but shout out to Graham and everyone else um, uh, over at Starjump who created just amazing, an amazing digital product where you can actually, um, you know, visualize your fleet with very high res models. So very cool. Take a look at it. I'll try and include it in the show notes. Yeah, I have not done that. I have not gone over and looked at that. Looked at that or produced. Oh my god, it's so good. Yeah, they're really detailed. And VMZO, who um, you'll all remember, hopefully, from previous episodes, and who's in many orgs with us, he uh, took uh, a role on that, too. So Those guys are awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and then, for some reason, he said, your data is safe with me. <laughs> Um, I don't know if people were posting the right channel. Anyway, oh, sorry, I just clicked off the script. Uh, Brother Squid said, Turns out the Argo Raft doesn't passively hover terribly well. Bought one with the overly large stipend we got in 317.2 before it was amended, and set myself in VTOL mode, hovering above the spaceport to go make a coffee. When I got back, it had gently floated down a few hundred meters and gotten me a crime stat. Oh, Good to know. Yes. Not perfect. Um, depends on what spaceport, too. If it's windy, that could do it, too. Uh, Noctis Actual said, they really need to fix that elevator so we don't get stuck. I was able to call the elevator from someone else's ship when they left I hit self-destruct, but couldn't leave. The side door didn't open either. So you know what happened then. Like a glove. (laughs) So call the elevator from someone else's ship. Set up the detonate and die in it. (laughs) (laughs) It evidently worked well enough. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the, um, the exit was essentially... Oh... He was on the raft when he did that? No, I got really confused. (laughs) Because the way I pasted it, like a glove, is referencing a completely different thing he posted. (laughs) He was showing that you can't fit anything on the Atlas platform in a Carrick. Ah. And are you losing my mind? Said, looks like we're giving birth. (laughs) Um... And then Strikeout Actual said the Drake Mule fits perfectly in the cargo hold of the 400i. I found the Mule fits great in a C2 also. (laughs) It fits in almost everything. (laughs) Well, that brings us to our next segment. Ooh, my music.
I have a platinum hit here. It comes to your question. And funny enough, we forgot to post your question. But Strikeout Actual said, I may have been stoned when I listened to the last podcast. But I thought Seagard has a new question about what ship we're going to be making our main for 317.2. So that's how you can tell this was, what was this, uh, August 2nd? Yeah. Did we get answers? Oh, uh, yes. So Canuck said, 315P for most of this patch as I muck about with some new derelict and delivery missions. It's big enough to be useful with 12 SCU, but with shields off, the signature is low, so I want to see if it makes a difference for smuggling or not. Um, and apparently he had a comment about reputation that he removed, but that's neither here nor there. So good, good ship. I haven't flown a three something in a long time. So, um, right. Strikeout Actual said, I tried to pick a C2 or even a constellation to use as my main. Last of the day in each, I'm back to the Carrick. Yes. Yes, Strikeout, me too. Um, Canuck has an update for us because that's how long we've been between recordings. He said, I've been puttering around daily since 317.2 went live and have found myself flying my whole A more than any other ship, even for bunker missions. Go figure, eh? Um, <laughs> Noctis Actual was curious if it was a size thing or something else. Um... And then he said, nice sleeper ship for sure when raiding. Um, Brother Squid said, I'll be drifting gracefully around the system in my likely temporary hammerhead while I wait for my ships to be released. Um, Noctis Actual said, the ones I want the most are the Odyssey, Polaris, and Perseus to be released. Okay. Uh, Yes, those are all exciting. Uh, Brother Squid said, I'm with you on the Odyssey for sure. Fills my dream ship role perfectly with my Corsair as a more convenient daily driver for general play. Strikeout said, just ambience. The character feels right. Though the stretch report video on the Corsair has me... Oh, the uh, sprint report video on the Corsair has me thinking it'll have a real chance of becoming a go-to ship as well. Um, Noctis Actual said, I bet you have your eye on the Odyssey then. Might be a good one to trial. And then Strikeout Actual said, yes, indeed. So I guess we didn't have that many questions in response. Uh-huh. We had a couple responses. <laughs> and then some back and forth commentary. <laughs> That's what the general chat is for, friends. Mm-hmm. Um, Seagard, <laughs> what was your daily driver pick? What would you do? You know, uh, I, I have been doing some with the raft. I've been doing some with the uh, uh, the last thing I was in actually uh, significantly was the Hoa, and it was really is a refreshing little ship. I mean, it's um, you're not going to you know get super rich calling stuff, but 
it's just handy. You know, the lights work, um, the doors work. I was able to put all my weapons in the rack safely and close the door. I was even to put, even able to put my pistols up there, including my med pistol, fit in the pistol rack. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, which I hadn't thought that was. I guess that could have been a for science, too, but it, it fits in there perfectly. Yeah. Um, uh, a whole is a lot of fun right now. Um, I... I'm. I think I'm going to go try the um, Starfarer. I haven't tried that really much since it got the refueling capability, um, mm. and it's always been kind of fun to fly. So I think I might try that for a little while here until we get the um, uh, and, and move away from like the C2, which I was flying for a while. Um, I think mm-hmm. I'm going to go back to Starfarer. And wait for the whole B or the whole C to come out. So, yeah. Doesn't mean I'm going to be exclusively on that, but just more hours in it. <clears throat> yeah. I, uh, I'm Mr. Carrick all the way. That's what I've been flying. When yeah. I'm not flying my Carrick, it's either a Star Runner or the 400i or the Cuddy. I really like the Taurus. The Taurus is a fun ship too. Um, it's, what you know? It's got uh, what is the Taurus? It's got you know the oh. security area in the back that can't yeah. be scanned. It's got loads of cargo and looks really cool when it's full of cargo. It's it really makes the ship you know kind of sing. It looks really neat. Um, yeah, it you know obviously it's not in its final version. None of the Connies are, but. Uh, Still a really nice ship. Very useful. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a ship for everyone. Uh, so uh, we got a few questions. I think there might be a little bit more back and forth in this too. But uh, first question comes from Tech Zero. He said, so with the release of 317.2 and the wipe, what is the first thing? you're going to buy back me being a lonely space road trucker. I had to pit. I had to pick up my only friend, P- Pico, the penguin knew the verse and loved the show. Very informative for new players like myself. I've been listening to the whole show in the last two months, two months. Keep up the great work guys. First of all, thank you tech zero. But uh, first thing that you bought in three seventeen two For me. Uh, yeah. I went and bought, um, you're, you're going to laugh. The very first thing I bought was a Mustang Alpha because I wanted to kind of check out the new cargo box, whether you could load it and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, the, the the next practical thing I bought actually was the Spartan. And then I bought mm-hmm. the Ballista and then I bought the Nova Tank because I wanted to haul those around in a C2 for when we do ground ops. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, I think I bought, it was probably med pens or the med gun. And then after that, I bought ammo because I was, I think I pretty much started with Siege of Orison, so I was gearing up. So that was me. Uh, so Skyguard said, after playing Siege of Orison, what would you change to improve the event? What would you change, Seaguard? 
I actually thought it was a good event. I really did. I, I thought it was it was fun. I mean, I went through it two or th- three times. Um, not all of them successful. One of them, you know, it, it ended in the middle when I was partway through. Um, another one, um, I got killed and then someone finished it. And then the third one, we finished it. Our, our small team actually did it and completed it. Um, mm. So that was, you know, that was fun. You know, that was fun. I thought it was great. Nice. Um, I played it twice. I didn't finish it either time. I think for me, the hard part is once you're out, you know, once you get killed, it's really hard to get back and flow with the rest of the players. So I found myself trying to catch up to the main group uh, only to find myself stranded because we're not completely stranded, but we couldn't, we couldn't meet up with you guys. Uh, I think you were there, Seagard. But if not, a bunch of people were playing. I couldn't get back with the group before the ships were all gone. So maybe finding a way to get people to be able to get back to the more relevant platforms sooner. Uh, once you sort of reactivate things, like maybe it becomes an access point for the shuttle system or something. I don't know. Uh, but anything to speed up getting back into the action would be good because there's already enough delays with, you know, respawning, re-equipping and all those fun things. Um, Admiral Cody asked, what tips would you give or resource would you suggest to a player hopping back into the verse after taking a year break? Hmm. What would you suggest? I'm guessing he's resource. He knows. Yeah. I, I mean, so we're talking like a information type resource. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I think as you know, as we kind of learn and read, I think the best resource is other players, right? I, I really do think yeah. that's the best. Um, so even if you're not part of a group, I mean, you could be part of a group, or you could be, you know, come to Parlay House and um, just to get back into the the grind of things and learn the new techniques and things that have, that have changed maybe technically. Um, yeah. That's the best. Uh, from there, there's lots of videos, right? There's definitely some, uh, so Kate and Kate and what's her name? Uh, Citizen Kate. Yeah. Citizen Kate's group. If you're into the more in the, I think it's the combat type. If you're, uh, there's several groups on, uh, uh, ground combat, right? That's there's several groups that do that. Mission types, um, and then who's the guy doing the hauling? He does the status of hauling. Uh, John, mm-hmm. I think it's John. Uh, I I can't remember his name, but he does a regular show just on hauling and things like that. So, uh, yeah, I would say a group, play with a group, or YouTube yeah. uh, is the big one. Yeah, there's not oh, yeah. so many changes that you know. Another one I forgot be that different. The, uh, the guides from the uh, from the you know from the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could do the guide system, but if you if you know the game fairly well from when you were playing a year ago, it hasn't changed so much that 
you're kind of, I think what's the biggest change? Would you say inventory? Yeah, I would say inventory. And maybe healing. Yeah, but, you know, healing is pretty obvious. I mean, even inventory is pretty obvious. I mean, you know, I don't like, I don't think mining has changed significantly. Um, Mm-hmm. In this way, steady. Like additions. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think uh, just a couple sessions out of your experience, then you're going to pick it right back up. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. I I agree. I don't I don't think much has changed. You should be fine. Uh, Lars has said. With Star Citizen just passing 4 million citizens, do you think the game will ever be a single shard, even if only 50% are Skyguard's alt accounts? <laughs> That's 2 million times 95 systems equals over 21,000 players per system, if it's perfectly balanced. Uh, what do you think? Seager? A shard, yeah, I'm thinking of... I'm trying to understand what a shard is technically. Is it a, just an instance or they're all playing together or? Yeah, uh, so the, the idea is, is what he's asking is at least one of the early ideas was that server meshing, dynamic server meshing would be such that they could potentially one day have just one mega shard with every single oh. player in one not one instance, but you're moving between instances so much yeah, it's that, invisible. It's you, know, you wouldn't know. So um, what do you think? Is that going to be possible? I, I do think it's possible. I mean, um, you know, if you look at games like Eve and them, we're talking, you know, 13 years of lifespan on these games. I mean, it's mm-hmm. that's from the day they're released publicly, right? I mean, um I do think that's possible. Um, in fact, I think it's almost impossible not to happen. Because mm. new technology will come out. And 10 years is a long time, technologically. I mean, yeah. horsepower on PCs, you know, cores, threading. Um, you start doing that at the, you know, you know, cloud, the way the cloud operates. Heck, cloud technology will probably be fading out by then. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, uh, I, I really do. I mean, I look at the, you know, the uh, standard framework now is everything's in the cloud. What's next? I don't know. So I do think that's very possible. Yeah. I would say, at least from what we've heard from, CIG, they've said it is potentially possible they would have to give considerations to the fact that different regions might have different performance or, you know, it could screw things up. But they said that's the ideal goal. But if at the very least, you'll likely see at least uh, at a minimum, or, or I would say like at a maximum, three to four regional shards instead. Um, so it's either going to be one giant shard or smaller regional shards is my, my thought process. Um, so we'll see. 
Uh, and the sky guard said, Oh, I, I resemble that remark. Carry on. Um, Lars said, do you have any guesses about what this ship could be? So there's a, um, let me go to the picture of the ship. It was essentially a snapshot, um, of, where is it? Here we go. Of, um, the roadmap update a few weeks ago, or no, the, uh, some sort of update by them. I think it may be the monthly report. The white, back, the white box pass began on an unannounced variant of an existing ship with modifications to the exterior nearing completion. So, Lars said, do you have any guesses about what the ship could be? My guess as the Aurora BB, where the cargo box is replaced with the big Benny's vending machine. Uh, what do you think that could be, Seaguard? I haven't seen the picture. It We, we don't see it. It's essentially... Oh, What's our guess on what what an existing ship they're going to have a variant for? Did they give the rough size or anything? No. Nope. No, it's just like a roadmap update or something on the roadmap. Variants. Um, cargo raft. The raft already is cargo, right? Oh, yeah, I meant the Argo raft. I said cargo. I meant Argo. Um, but you could have, instead of shipping containers, you could have tanks. You could have... Oh, like almost like a dropship type thing? Yeah, you could carry, uh, you know, have an open bay, like a, a large container versus three small containers. Um, yeah. You could have a fuel tank kind of thing um, mm-hmm. in the back. So it's a mini fueler. You could have... The other one I might, you know, might think of would be like, how about an Argo or a Prospector uh, salvage ship? Mm. Yeah, that that seems logical. Um, what was I thinking? I was thinking, well, I have heard some theories that the Terrapin will get a search and rescue variant. Oh, so a lot of people have been saying that. Um, I'm like, what could it be? Could it be, you know, it'd be interesting is if it was some sort of Connie variant. I doubt it is, but that'd be interesting. Like a troop transport? Like a dropship Connie? It's possible. Um, and then the other one I was thinking of was what about another variant to the 600i? It's watch it be just like a yeah <laughs> variant of like another Mustang. <laughs> yeah, there, well, there's no yeah, that's true. There's I'm thinking of the ships that don't have a variant already. They're standalone. The Prospectors one. The mm-hmm. mole is one, um, which are both you like. Maybe a, right? They're maybe industrial. a mining vulture. <laughs> right, right, yeah, that's right. A mining vulture. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, what else is out there that's, um, I guess, a player? Um, 
I, I don't know. Like I, yeah, I mean, I'd purely be guessing at this point, but those are that's a tough question. Yeah. I almost feel like the variant would be to solve like a this manufacturer doesn't have this type of ship kind of thing. Okay. That's what, okay. Um, <laughs> Did I So let's do exploration ships. Who doesn't yeah. have, well, who doesn't have an uh, exploration ship? I mean, this has it's not either. a, um, There's not an Argo. There's not a Consolidated Outlands. Oh, you know what would be interesting? How would a variant of the of the Hammerhead? Hmm. What would what would the variant be? Uh, different torpedo setup. Remember, we had talked about giving it um, instead of uh, ship the ship or ship the fighter missiles go to a more of a ship killer torpedo, maybe like the torpedoes, a torpedo bay you find on the um, retaliator bomber. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, you uh, maybe change out one of its turrets, top or bottom turrets with heavier weapons. So it's more of a, instead of an escort ship for anti-fighter work, it's more of a self-contained patrol ship. Mm. Hmm. That could be interesting. Maybe I'm also trying to think of like, like for instance, we have so many variants of the Cuddy. They probably won't do one of those, but could it be maybe they want to do another variant of the retaliator? Uh, well, that, they would call that a module though. Yeah. Oh, an electronic warfare one would be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Or like a, um, almost like a data runner. Like I see it as almost like the turrets are different listening stations. Yeah. That might like see things from a distance. Anyway, um, lots of potential there. Yeah, we're looking forward to seeing what it actually is. Uh, then. Uh, Noctis Actual asked for a vote on four, uh, two pairings. Polaris versus Carrick, Perseus versus Hammerhead. What do you guys prefer? He personally votes for both RSI ships. Uh, what about you, Seagard? So it was Polaris versus Carrick. Carrick? Mm-hmm. And Perseus versus Hammerhead? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the R. I, I, I would. Yeah, I would say that the Polaris is much more capable and powerful than the Carrick. Um, one's a research science kind of uh, vessel. Um, it's armed, but it's, it's it's not a true warship. The other one's a capital ship killer. So if I'm going to be on one of those two. I'm going to be on the one that can kill the other one by its role. Uh, the the second one is is I. I like the Hammerhead a lot. I think it's a really cool ship. It should be super common for patrol activities for the police. What I, uh, but I think the Perseus is going to be really a cool ship. Yeah, I think it's going to be more of a gun battleship. Um, 
and a good match for like a hammerhead. Yeah. What? Um, so you see, Perse- so you're going Polaris Perseus. Yeah. Yeah. You have a, a vote for each noctisexual. Um, I would definitely go Carrick for the sheer versatility. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, it's my favorite ship, so I have to. Uh, I yeah. think the Perseus is really cool. I really like both ships, Perseus and Hammerhead. I, I just, the Perseus looks really cool to me. The voting went uh, Polaris versus Carrick, Carrick won. And then the uh, Perseus versus Hammerhead, the Hammerhead and Perseus were tight, actually. <laughs> um, oh, okay. And they're very different ships. The Perseus is slightly smaller. Yeah. So, and, uh, you know, it does have less turrets, so they're bigger guns, but numbers versus size is a factor, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean... It probably also doesn't help for some people. The concept imagery of the Perseus has it smashing through a hammerhead. Yeah, probably just that. <laughs> I have found really, smashing through other ships rarely works well for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Boris said the two concept ships out of the two panels of vehicles. I'm confused. Two concept ships out of the two panels of vehicles, like Rock and Talon Raylan, that are not complete. Refinery ship, small bomber. I have no idea what he's trying to say. <laughs> Hang on. I'm super confused. <laughs> do you do you know what he's trying to say? say read it one more time. <laughs> it just says... The two concept ships out of the two panels of vehicles, like Rock and Talon Malin, that are not complete. Refinery ship, small bomber. Oh, okay. I think this goes to the, um, you know, the four, you know, you had four choices way back when. Mm. And we could choose four different, you know, four different types of ships. And we got, you know, the Spartan. Uh, I think we got the, um, the re, what's the uh, mining refiner? And mm-hmm. I think the other one is the Raylin that's not done. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I can't think what the last one is. Um, I am definitely excited to see the Raylin. Yeah. I, I think, think that's uh, a cool looking ship. Yeah, I, I, I like the. Um, there's some design things in it with the hovering stairs and the lifting platform that kind of brings you up into the ship and, uh, you know, all that stuff. I think that's really cool. Yeah. I think that'll probably mean it's going to take a while. But with um, the refining ship, I'm, I'm excited about that just because of how much more control a group of people can have over resources. Um. All right, here we go. This is a long one. So Noctis Actual said, "Too much hyperrealism will kill Star Citizen." So this is some sort of article 
that he's commenting on, but he said, I can only imagine the pushback this title will bring, so let's see. Too much hyper-realism will kill Star Citizen due to one major issue, the player's time. After watching an older video of the EUPU gameplay team talking about life support and the game loops involved, it made the game sound too complicated and scope creep was in full effect. When talking about life support and suits, life support and ship components consistently needing to do maintenance, and life support gameplay when a ship hit, uh, gets hit felt very busy. There's a balance that needs to be struck between realism and fantasy. Some might say hyper-realism in space is my fantasy. I agree it's an epic, um, it's an epic concept, uh, but at the end of the day, this isn't something players are moving their real life for. Um, we all will stay, uh, we, we all will still on average have a few hours a day to play the game. The more gameplay loops for the sake of realism uh, will have uh, will push many players away while after a while due to the annoyance and overly burdensome loops the player will have to constantly worry about instead of enjoying the view or just trying to have uh, a personal role play session. For example, if you ask players if you'd like uh, to load your own ship with cargo um, by hand or vehicle, most players will love to do that. Once you start presenting the players with how long it'll take for certain tasks, you'll start to see a sharp divide because others might want to do more during their daily play sessions. <sighs> okay. <clears throat> There's a bunch of other insight there. there. What's that? I kind of understand what he's saying. I mean, playability oh, yeah. versus playability versus simulator yeah it's a pretty long so it continues on about sort of what's already been talked about people have limited time so if it takes a long time to refuel that's going to be problematic i guess you know what are your thoughts on the overall concept or or conceit of this post i agree i mean i I, i'm i'm with him i i get it i you know i definitely get it um there is a balance between uh you know reality and uh, or you know simulation and playability um and yeah i don't want um i don't want ultra ultra realism i mean i play flight simulators where literally every circuit on the real aircraft is reproduced and it goes you know three or four levels into the engine and wear and tear and this part could lead to the secondary failure on this part which leads to the loss of your afterburner on the left engine i mean literally they're they're every switch in the cockpit is exactly the same and you fly from a flight simulator from a actual aircraft manual uh, you know, these are beautifully reconstructed and everything else. And they're flying them as a challenge. I mean, it's very hard. I, I don't necessarily want that for Star Citizen. Um, on the other hand, I do want to have it be challenging. So, yes, if the gameplay could be um, how to deal with an on-ship emergency. If that was a game loop, right? I'm flying between two points and I've got some cargo and it gives me a simulated engine failure and I have to do a puzzle to solve it. That's fantastic, right? Mm -hmm. um, 
and I think that makes it interesting. Um, if you got to fly through a storm, that makes it interesting. Um, so I think there is a balance. For me, I think the biggest balance is that the gameplay that keeps me situated and functioning around my ship as a being a, as opposed to being on a station is the best gameplay. So if I can stay on the ship, you know, load my ship up, maybe the first hour of gameplay, I get all my stuff together, my suits, and, you know, I get on, and then the second hour I head off on my, you know, one-week voyage where I never see a station again, and I'm doing planetary, you know, stops and cargo runs, to, uh, you know, out to uh, drop things off at colonies and uh, blockade running to drop medical supplies off near you know, someone who needs it and fight my way through pirates. That's fantastic. Right. I mean, I want a purpose. I just don't want to go out and just mine for the sake of mining. Um, and that's yeah. why I bought so many ships. I, you know, I don't have time to grind. I learned that in Eve. I just don't. I'm 60 years old and, you know, family and work get in the way. And so when I play, I want to be able to play and I want to play with a group now, especially since I've started Star Citizen. I was a solo player part of this. I really want to get with my friends and talk and play. So, yeah, there is a limitation. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. I, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. And then I'll have one more comment after you. Oh, I was going to say, I would hope that with all the testing and data they have, they'll learn I, I think a lot of it will be tweaked based on sort of background timers for things and i think even if it starts to be that there's too much time in game loops they'll get the feedback from players they'll see that less players are playing and they'll make the change because they want to have a vibrant user base right um the the piece <clears throat> i was um the piece i was going to add on to the the back of that is, is that I would definitely like to see CIG allow people to make payware for the game. In other words, you, you, you know, company XYZ, you know, sits down and develops a highly detailed variation of a new ship with every circuit breaker works just like the flight Sims. And it's a little tricky to take off and it burns fuel it, you, know, you got to run at the right, you know, settings and uh, it does have failures and you can turn the failures on or off if, depending on how you want to play. Um, I think that would be fantastic. And I would pay extra money for that. Uh, hmm. you know, I, there are days when I want to, you know, take an Aurora out because it works real simple. But there's also days when I want to be able to kind of be able to, you know, take a tough landing and, and stick it and go, yeah, it was fantastic. And I enjoyed it. It was challenging. I did it. Um, I don't yeah. want it to be too simple, but that would be a very different type of ship than, you know, it's for the experience. You would pay separately for that. Um, and it's very big yeah. in the, it's very big in the flight sim in, you know, industry. It's a huge business. So. Yeah. Um, sorry, I lost my place in the script. Okay, yeah. so um, it was a stunning comment. Was, yes, <laughs> I'm stunned. <laughs> um, 
Mavro said, regarding refueling, don't take my word for it because I haven't actually refueled from a Starfarer and I don't have any large ship to check it out. But I think there's a perimeter to choose the refueling speed. Kind of a flow rate, I think. Uh, that could help refueling big ships proportionally faster. I think they're taking this into consideration and maybe this just means an extra charge on the final bill. But you will save time. I don't have any particular issue with this as long as you can choose somehow. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily prefer speed refueling because a slow one can be a really interesting scenario for a good fight between pirates and the escort ship. I want to be able to choose, and with this flow rate, I think we could at least choose on that matter. Um, Seagard, you you haven't done a lot of refueling, but you did some, right? I did remember I did a lot of research around the nozzles and the fuel tanks, and uh, mm -hmm. there definitely is a set of combinations. Um, but what's so there's, the, um, you can have more flow rate, mm -hmm. um, and like uh, the tanks, the, the smaller, let's say the smaller tanks had a higher flow rate so they could refuel faster. The bigger yeah. tanks had a slower, slower uh, fuel rate. And then there was another factor in there, which it appeared to be that as you pumped faster, you had to be careful of how quick you could shut it off. Mm -hmm. uh, so like you could have spillage, right? Um, yeah. And then the nozzles had two different types of, there was two different types of nozzles with different fuel rates. And I haven't played with them too much, but, you know, maybe that's something we should do for science. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not I'm not 100% sure, but I'm sure that is a factor. And once again, it goes back to the statement I said before. If they think it's going to cost them players, they'll make a change. Um, uh, Canuck2099 said, I agree with every single word in that post. Every one of them, probably since I'm on record for having said much the same thing. And Noctis Actual informed us that he did also post the um, comment to the forums and said, looks like I kicked the hive. Um, oh, good. Yeah. He said, I learned. He also said, you're right. There's something I learned uh, was one comment. I learned something I didn't know and was happy I did. So I guess when we log out of our ship, and let's say we didn't have enough time to make it to the bed. Our character will apparently be controlled by AI to go to bed. Not sure where to validate that. I think that's true. That'll be good. Or at least they've said things like that. Yeah. Um, go to the break room. Exactly. <laughs> um, Brother Squid said, I remember that video. I was very happy about it. Also a little sad. It wasn't already implemented. They mentioned that logging out in the ship, the bed, what have I, I try it's best to safely fly you to the nearest station. And then Noctis actual said, cool. I didn't know that Lars said, or asked, do you think removing the ability to clear your crime stats from security bunkers to create space station jump town was a good idea? What do you think? Seagarden? Um, yeah, I, I think it was. I think they still um, they still give you the opportunity, right? Um, yeah, I think it was an okay idea. 
I, I don't think it was if it was adverse, I don't think it was significantly adverse. I mean, I think it was a decision. So I'm okay with it. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I um, I personally thought it was too easy to clear your crime stat before um, when they added more places to do it. Um, you know, clearly they're trying to create that jump town experience with a different scenario. I think for now it's a good test bed to see if that's compelling and fun and replayable and has the intended purpose. The only downside is hopefully they do something about the ones and two crime stats so that you can pay down your uh, you know issues rather than have to go clear your crime stat um, or go to jail. <laughs> Skyguard said, what's that? I was going to say the one issue I kind of have around crime stats right now is the only place you can go to is Grimax. Yeah. I would like to see a few more places spread out so not all activity is based out of Grimax. Some of it could be up near Microtech and, um, you know, maybe some between Hurston and Area 18, you know, something along Mm. that line. Or, you know, maybe even on the back side of, uh, was it, what's uh, the station down near Crusader? Was it Mike L4? Mike L2, Mike L4? It's, you know, it's between Area 18 anyway and uh, mm-hmm. Crusader. I just can't think what it is. But it's on, I consider it the back side of the sun uh, with the bottom of the sun. But, you know, spread out a few smaller stations where you're not all just going to Grimhex. Yeah. I mean, the other thing I would say is, like, hopefully people wanting to live the pirate lifestyle will live in Pyro. Um, let's see. So Skyguard said, I've seen a lot of people debating about PvE and PvP recently. Given that players are supposed to make up about 10% of the people in the verse, so to speak, and the criminal criminal path is described by CIG as hard mode. Hope much of an issue. How much of an issue do you think this will all be when the game is more complete, say 10 to 12 systems? We have a more nuanced crime system and AI are more prevalent in the game. Uh, what I, do you think? I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a non-issue. I think, uh, I think that, uh, it's a non-issue now. I mean, I rarely see someone attacking me and uh, players attacking me. And if they do, it's always near a station. So you just got to run to the station. Yeah, I think the other thing, too, is there's going to be systems where, like, the AI security right now isn't that advanced. But Stanton's supposed to be a relatively safe system. You, you know, you're going to... You go to Seoul or Terra, it's going to be even more safe. And so you can expect a lot less criminal activity, um, or at least not as regular because it's dangerous and you could get caught by authorities. Um, so I think it, they'll find a way to balance it out too. They will. Absolutely. Well, those are all of the questions for us. Seagar, do you have a question for next week? Yeah, I'm going to post it right now. Um, yeah, so the, the question is, 
Do you think um, the use of stealth and running under stealth power will be useful for cargo haulers? You know, nice. So you can, you know, you can choose stealth power, and it obviously drops your signature. Uh, but then also you could do that with stealth modules, right? You could make your, I assume your hauler would be really, really uh, low visibility at that point, which, you know, might be a very good way to move around. So just some thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good one. Um, excellent. So uh, as a reminder, if you have any questions comments, things you do for science, tips, tricks, etc., etc., etc. You can email us at readcastsc at gmail.com. You could DM our Twitter handle at citizencastsc. You could submit a, me- a voice message through Anchor. You can join our start our CitizenCast Discord, or you can always text or leave a voicemail for the Google Voice 646-783-8154. And, of course, if you are looking for a crew, looking for an org, looking for people to hang out with between your solo sessions, uh, check out Parlay House. It is a neutral zone for players of all types to socialize and hang out while enjoying the best damn space, the best damn space sim in the verse. And, uh, yeah, you can find all the information in the show notes below. Uh, also, check out some of our fellow content creators who are friends of the show. Uh, take a look at Earth and Snorkel's videos, as well as Undead Parrot's videos on YouTube, as well as listen to the music from Admiral Cody and Calibri, who uh, created even the music for this episode. And that, dear friends, wraps up another episode, finally, of Citizen Cast. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Seagard, you're still there? Yeah. Oh, okay. You're just really quiet. Yeah. Um, I, I, I kind of figured out what I got to pack up. I think I'm going to put it on the wall. Uh, the, the field um, yeah. I, uh, in case you're wondering, I did take a gummy before the episode, but I didn't expect it to hit so quickly. So, if you thought... I went from being normal to... I didn't even notice. Oh, well, I feel like I'm super delayed. <laughs> no, no, no. No, that's funny. That's funny. I've never, I've never really had it. I've tried some stuff, but I've never really had an uh, impact. Uh, I can't really relate. But, uh, no, that's funny. I, I didn't notice. Oh, well... I'm, I'm, sure just, I'm, looking, well, I'm looking at sitting here talking to you, but I've been looking at the sheets and like finding stains <laughs> and there's five flies hovering around one corner of the sheets. It's like it's got a stain. It's like, yeah, this can't be good. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, 